0: Hello and welcome to Speaks Down on Words, episode 27. As always, I'm your host, Dave Reed. Coming up on today's episode, we speak to Swedish songsmith Freya, who's recently moved to the UK to work with songwriters over here. We spoke to her about what influenced that decision, as well as her work as an artist. As usual, remember, we're on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash UK, on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash warnerchapelmusic, and on our Twitter at warner underscore Chapel. And don't forget, chapel is spelled C-H-A-P-P-E-L-L. And if you like the show, then why not write us a review on iTunes? Just search for us on iTunes, click on Reviews and Ratings, and tell us what you think. Here's our chat with Freya. <laughs> it's okay, don't worry. Freya, thanks very much for coming in and, and speaking Thank to you. the podcast. Uh, just, we're just going to dive right in there. What is it about music that makes you tick?
1: Music is my life, basically. Uh, so I guess, I, I, I mean, without music, I know it's a cliche kind of <laughs> thing, but I really wouldn't have anything.
0: How old were you when you realized that, basic, basically?
1: I've always done this.
0: Ever since you're a toddler? Still yeah, like a yeah.
1: Well, I used c- to sing with my mom in harmonies when I was two. So really, I, I don't really know a certain point in my life where I started, you know, thinking, this is what I'm going to do. I've always wanted to do it. And then obviously a lot of other things comes in and you think, well, maybe I should do something else and maybe that I could do that and do music like in my spare time. But no, no. Just always took over because this is what I do. This is what I'm good at.
0: Mm. So, yeah. What songs were you singing with your mother when you were, uh, when you were little?
1: Uh, we were actually doing Bach. Do you know or, or Bach the composer yeah what do you call it Bach Bach yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. we were doing that
0: so you would sing his top lines like his, sorry his melodies <laughs> yeah, yeah his yes, top, lines. top lines basically right. so that's probably where you got a lot of your abilities because oh yeah right from yeah. the beginning you were I listening to the melodies and following them yeah and you were digesting them I guess oh yeah yeah that's amazing what that a great is process
1: that it yeah it's because actually th- these old composers uh, they knew melody they knew melody and they put a lot of emphasis on it, and so uh, yeah, really, you're right. That mm. is why if you're if you're growing up around that, if that is what you hear all mm. the time, and the first thing you learn to sing, well, one of the first thing you learn to sing, then that's going to come very naturally.
0: Mm. What other um, music did did your parents listen to? Uh, other music than classical music?
1: Um, it was a lot of classical, um, and then. Obviously, my dad is um, a rock guy, like a hard rock guy. So we listened a lot to Led Zeppelin, a German weird band called Armandil, uh Pink Floyd, just a lot of lots, yeah, rock, 70s rock. And my mom is uh, older than my dad, so she listened to, she still does, uh, Simon and Garfunkel, Beatles, that kind of thing.
0: What yeah. kind of songs do you remember of that you can really remember out of those, or maybe when you were a child before the age of 10, what songs were you listening to?
1: What was I listening to? Just everything we had at home. I don't even know the titles, but it's, well, basically a lot of classical too. It is mainly classical. Yeah.
0: And so at what point did you start choosing music for yourself? What age were you?
1: Choosing music for myself. Yeah. So
0: not being exposed to what your parents were listening to, but saying, Hey, you know, oh, I'm really into that artist right now. Right. What, what, did, what kind of age were you and
1: what were you listening to? Very young teenager. Yeah. Yeah. I always did listen to, you know, like you listen to the radio and you pick up songs, but I guess when you got around age 11, 12, I really, do you know Robin? the a oh Swedish yeah. girl. Yeah. She hit when I was that age, like at first. And I loved her stuff. Mm. And that was very soul pop kind of thing. And my parents don't really have that. I, I, I haven't heard that a lot from home. Well, a lot of blues, but not a lot of soul or soul pop, that kind of thing. So uh, I listened to that and then I just got into Stevie Wonder and everything during high school. So I've been listening a lot to that too. And a lot of hip hop. But then Joe and Jet, I love rock. I love rock. And rock and roll and just, yeah, 70s rock. But I guess I have that from my dad.
0: Uh, Now, from what I understand, just for the podcast, you you grew up in Sweden, right? I did. You're Swedish? Yeah. Do do you notice a difference when you're meeting other songwriters your age, top liners? Can you see there's a big difference? Because maybe what was being played on the radio when you were growing up was maybe a little bit different to over here? Oh, not really. No, That's that's good.
1: Because I think I've been just exposed to everything since I was very young maybe that's not the average Swede maybe because I went to in high school I went uh, like in a very musical high school yeah and we just we listened to everything we really did and yeah it's really I I don't really I mean sometimes it might be like if you heard this but that's mainly right now if you heard this it's huge here and then since I've only lived here for a month I'm like no haven't heard it but yeah, basically it, it is the same.
0: I've heard it said that you um, like Britpop, is that right? Love it. What's your favorite band? And Can't say.
1: Uh, mm. I love Oasis. I uh-huh. love Blur, which you can't obviously, yeah, you, you, know, you should pick yes. one or the other, but I can't do that. Um, <laughs> love Pulp, love Suede, all of them, all that. I love it Any so much. Any songs that
0: hit you when, you when you think of the Britpop era? What, what uh, common
1: People. Of course year 2000 uh, trash with suede Uh, there's so many good suede songs and just champagne supernova always is um, all the blur songs basically I just I love that era because I I was about 10 when it all happened between 10 and and 20 and I I mean it just it it sticks with you it really really does Mm -hmm. and I really wanted to be Liam Gallagher I thought he was so cool
0: you um you obviously you're a top liner now, yeah at um, what kind of age were you writing, beginning to write songs? Was that right from when you were young?
1: Actually, writing songs, like putting words to the music because yeah, yeah, yeah. about eleven yeah the same at the same time as I got into just listening to a lot of stuff, just hearing a lot in the radio, just, yeah, figuring stuff out, what do I like, what, what don't I like, yeah, that kind of thing. Mm. But I've always also felt like maybe I'm not good enough. Uh, well, here you are. Yeah, here uh, I am. A
0: top liner. Yeah. How long have you been a top liner for?
1: Um, well, since then, I guess. I've, I've been playing in bands since high school. Um, but when I really, really got into songwriting, I think I was like, really, have a, like, like, that was what I did. Um, probably 18. Mm. Okay. And I just, yeah, developing from there. I haven't been signed since I was 18. Yeah.
0: When did you get signed?
1: Um, I got signed at first, like, four years ago from a label in Sweden, and I was signed as an artist. And then it just basically snowballed from there because um, I was signed there for three years, and then... I didn't want to do it anymore. I want, I want to be an artist, but I it didn't work out with, with that, that label. label yeah. No, didn't at all. And then I had a really, really great relationship with my really, really great publisher in Sweden called Julius, whom I love so much. And, uh, well, we decided to give it a go. So I've been signed for one at Chapel um, just a few months. I think I signed in June or something. How's, right? it, how's it going? Great. Yeah. I love it.
0: You've kind of kind of relocated to the UK. Yeah. How's that been?
1: Uh, it's been great. I've only done it for a month.
0: Yeah, oh well I guess. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, reason I actually decided to do that was basically because I, I just felt like I was choking in Stockholm because everyone is doing um, to me what sounded like the same thing. I just really wanted to get out there. I want to improve my skills when it comes to just writing lyrics. I want to, I just want to get a lot of new input of what you can do, what you can achieve. And I saw this show on Swedish television called 90s, and one uh, episode was on the whole Blur Oasis fight in the 90s. And I just got it. I just felt like, yeah, I I have to live there because that is the reason that I actually got in there, got got in this business, Mm -hmm. um, for real. So, yeah, just felt like, well, there's no better place than London to do it. So I just decided to move.
0: Cool, has, has it been a challenge at all?
1: Um, not a, not really. That's good. It's kind of hard because you have to look like the other direction, way oh, where you're crossing the, the street, that's yeah. <laughs> that's Apart from that. well that's good. A- apart from that, it's just been, I've been having so much fun and people around, it's so relaxed and yeah, I mean, people actually, of course, they come from a different country, they have a lot of different inputs, and they don't always think like me, but they just, yeah, they influence me in a very positive way, which is so great. And I'm becoming more open, because I am am open, I've always been very open, but it's like if if you stay in one place, in one environment, and you just keep doing that same thing all over and over and over and over. you do get kind of closed in and not very... Um. Mm.
0: I can see that moving to another country obviously is pushing yourself a little bit, isn't it? It's, it's it is. Yeah, stepping out of your comfort zone maybe and, mm. and just broadening your horizons. And I'm sure working with other people has has brought new things into your songwriting. Yeah. Um. Even just by moving to another country, you're gonna start oh, yeah. working with a whole new different bunch of people. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it's in a way it might be even refreshing as well. Oh, to, it is. To it do. is
1: so. It's like, just imagine every day you wake up, it feels like you're on vacation because you're in a different country and you're, you know, it's a different language. Although it's not like a language barrier, but it's still, yeah, it's, it's different. Culture is different. Houses are different. Streets look different. It's just, yeah, food is different. Everything is different. Guys are different. Um, just English people are basically very, very um, well brought up, very mannered and very, very kind.
0: They're not in Sweden, then, huh?
1: Well, they are, but, but not like this. Okay. Definitely not like Uh this. It's a lot like men are very, uh, you know, they're gentlemen and I like that. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So recently, more recently talking about you talking about your work and your songwriting. Yeah. Have you had any highlights?
1: Any highlights? Any uh, things that you're
0: really proud of that stick out and you think, wow, that's amazing.
1: I did Dumb. It's a song uh, together with uh, Frederick Samson that I worked mm-hmm. so much with. Yeah. A Swedish writer. He's adorable. He's amazing. Amazing writer. Amazing musician. Uh, we did that. And uh, this girl called uh, Amanda Fondel.
0: she a pop idol winner? Also? Yeah, she yeah. is yeah. in Sweden. In yeah. Sweden, yeah.
1: She entered actually... The Eurovision Song Contest, but she wasn't in Eurovision, obviously, because we didn't win. But she was in the Swedish version called Melodifestivalen. And it wasn't really that she was in there, but uh, what the newspapers, everyone thought of the song was just so humbling. Everyone loved it so much. I just felt like, yeah, that was probably the most amazing when it comes to, you know, recognition for your songs. Because everyone, it, it was a big thing. And then she totally, no, yeah, she didn't really end up on number one. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't really matter. Because to me it was about the song, and that was, I was really, when I uh, wrote that song, I was going through a very rough patch. So uh, that people were able, it like people who wrote reviews and everything, they were able to, to feel what I felt during that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was amazing because that's really what I want to do. So, what was
0: your role? I mean, you know that you said you wrote the song. Mm-hmm. Um, how did that come about? So, it was for Frederick. Yeah. Um, did you? Did he give you a melody, or no? And you, so, you came up with the melody, your melody yourself. Yeah.
1: Um, I don't really remember how we started. I think he had something very weird on his phone, and we got very just inspired by that
0: it's amazing what the things you can get inspired yes by it,
1: yeah. yes and we thought we should do like a uh, musette kind of music you know that the french sort of um that kind of thing um and it should be so sad I, I i just i don't know really how it happened we just started writing and then i wrote the lyrics and it all just happened it, it just started flowing together so it, it was basically done in one session, and we thought no one will like this because it's, it's just too it's too dark. How are they gonna pitch this, you know? Well, we, did, we never think like that anymore, but that, this was like a couple of years ago. Mm. And then we just started sending it around, and everybody just really fell for it. Wow. Yeah, that was amazing, because I, had, I couldn't have thought that in a million years very cool. It's very far off Disney and that kind of thing, so yeah. For a publisher to actually fall in love with it that much as Julius did, uh, yeah, that was amazing. Then you know you do have a good publisher. Mm.
0: That's nice. Yeah. um, Is that the way you normally write? Do you normally write with other people or do you normally write on your own? Both. Which one do you prefer? Uh,
1: It depends on the other people. Ah. (laughs) What's the Uh, bonus
0: about writing on your own, first of all?
1: uh, Because no one tells me what, you know, no, no one gives input before I'm done. And that can be very, very, very good because then I actually can think through it myself before I, you know, show it to the world, so to speak. But um, working with, for example, Frederick is amazing because we're really, we're a great complement to each other. Um, which makes it really, and, and we've grown together so much as a team mm. that we know what we're thinking, what the other person's thinking. So he changes a chord because he knows wh- when he's playing the piano and I'm singing and he he can say like, well, you would probably want that chord instead, right? And it's like, yeah, yeah, I, w- I would, you know. So it's mm-hmm. really like he's just, m- my arm just got longer with him on it. I don't know how to say that in English, but yeah.
0: I think we understand. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's good, it's yeah. good, yeah. So have you found um, writing with people in England uh, maybe a tricky experience because it's all new again and you're kind of at the beginning of relationships? Has that been hard?
1: No. Actually, no. No, what's it, it hasn't.
0: What's it like walking into a studio and not knowing the person?
1: Sometimes it's, I mean, it can be. It depends on that person. Yesterday, uh, Megan was just so bubbly and, you know, funny Um, She loves the same things I do. Uh, We were really, because at first we got a lot of, you know, just um, hints of, ah, you can write for this group or for that group, and she was like, oh, fuck that. You know, let's just do a great song. Let's just do a hit song. (laughs) Uh, And so we did, and we just had so much fun with it. Um, What I love about English people is also that they're not very particular about the language, what you can use, what you can't use. So I can say fuck, I can't say bitch, I can <laughs> I can say a lot of things that people in Sweden would normally be like. I shouldn't really say that, you know, because then Disney won't like it, Th- that kind of thing. Like, um, and I can really be, because I want to make grown-up music for grown-ups. I don't want to make the other stuff. Someone else can do that. I want to make real stuff, real music, and really explain what. I'm about, and then there is definitely gonna be a fuck shit bitch kind of <laughs> song because that's the way I am. Mm, I'm quite, quite f- vulgar. <laughs>
0: You've quite lost me on my trailer thought, actually. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I have to kind of regroup my thoughts for a second. Then, you, well, it's it's true. I imagine it's very true. Yeah.
1: Yeah, which is quite weird though because uh, English is not first language, and normally if you hear some, you know, profanity in your own language is much harsher than hearing it in another language. Obviously. But yeah, English are a lot more just relaxed about that.
0: Mm. Is um, lyrics the most important thing to you as a as a songwriter? No. What is?
1: Um, uh, uh, combined. With that uh, that is actually the best thing because if you um, if you have a great melody but with a bad lyric, it sucks. It really really does, and it's really it's annoying because it's just dumb shit. And if you have um, a great lyric with you know not as good a melody then it really doesn't make the lyric justice Well
0: stand out yeah, yeah exactly
1: so what's most important to me is to get it to work and to actually um, write it all when you're in the session come up with the words that flows with the melody that really you know puts it out there instead of just trying to put it together afterwards because you you should really use the sentences that come up in your head mm. together with a melody that comes up in your head. Because it's like we're picking it down, you know?
0: How d- how do you get your lyrics?
1: I don't know. I can... Um, do, you, do you
0: do it uh, on the spur of the moment or do you have like a book of fancy lyrics? No, no, I do don't that. do
1: that. I don't believe in it. Because um, I think songwriting is not, it's not supposed to be like that. Songwriting is really when you're in the spare of the moment. I I can be on uh, the tube, or just walking, or shopping, or eating, or being in my bed, and then all of a sudden, this sentence comes up. Like, I'm talking to myself, that is definitely how I make most of the lyrics. I don't really make them then then and there, but I have this conversation with myself, and then I hear the sentences sentences I'm saying, Uh, and it just makes sense, and then you, Really, it comes up in your head. I should put that in a song.
0: And does it come up with a melody line attached to it, or does, or do you just leave that part, or does it just come as as words?
1: Uh, sometimes it does. I mean, if it is, yeah, if it's a good, say it's a good sentence, um, then you might, you might say it again. You might think like, how can I do that? But then sometimes it's the other way around. Sometimes you really come up with a great hook and you don't have the words for it. But then it just, yeah, it just comes around. If it's really good, it just comes. Mm. It comes. It's hard to explain. I'm not saying, you know, it's a lazy job because it really isn't. You have to put yourself in the zone for it to come. But once you're there, just you don't need no book to write everything up. I, I mean, yeah, I guess that could be good but you will remember it, and you will feel it. it yeah. Mm. Maybe that's very naive, but well, I, don't I don't know. Care. I think
0: in some ways, you know, you use a book as, it, I know some people have sat opposite me, and they've said they, they, they like to use books and things, but what you don't get with the book is, you, you don't get melody lines, really. No. You can't actually remember the timing of, of how you said that sentence. Right. Um, and so, you you know, maybe for a rapper, somebody like that who is, you know consistently writing a lot of lyrics maybe a book might, might be But a I can do that. End.
1: Sometimes I write um I write full songs just I'm just writing and rhyming and doing all that. Um and then I put notes uh, like music to it. Hmm. And then I put a melody on it. Sure, but I don't go around like writing up stuff because if it's good it sticks. It really hmm. is like that. And if I come up with a great melody um I used to record it on my phone, but mm-hmm. I went to Amsterdam, so my phone got stolen. Ah. Oh
0: and a lot of your hooks went, I guess? My
1: hooks, my numbers, my everything, all the pictures. <coughs> <laughs> so that wasn't really a good thing, but, um, and now I have this new weird smartphone I, I don't know really how to use. Mm. But um, yeah, I'm gonna get there, I'm gonna, yeah.
0: Do you, do you like the method of ring singing into your phone? Yeah. So if you could, you would continue to use that, would you, if you had a way?
1: Yeah, of course. I mean, if you're in a session, that's a very good thing to do yeah. because you have so many ideas and it's impossible to remember them yeah. all. And, yeah. So, I mean, in that way, it's good. But normally when I write songs, I I really just freestyle everything. And then you go back. So, so we record it on the track. Then we go back, cut things out. Cut things in that we might want to use. How can we change that into a melody? And they, and then you just get very inspired by all these bits and pieces. And, you and then you just put it together. But mm. what if we la la la? You know, like and put it together in a full long melody. Yeah, hmm. that's hmm. basically how it's done.
0: So, I'm assuming. Um, by what you've described, you you play an instrument, is that right? I play piano, you yeah. Play piano. I never I, do
1: in in sessions though.
0: Well, you know, I th- I can imagine, you know, you have got all these people around you that yeah. You just a, if you're going in as a top liner, yeah. You know, that's what my instrument is basically my voice. Yeah. Yeah. What, what what age were you learning the piano? I'd say, um
1: well, you know, you start. I played the flute. <laughs> for oh <a> while. really? <laughs> yeah, I did. I I think I played for like four or five years. I got pretty good. Um, but then I, I played piano probably from the age of four, but you don't really play. I sang, I've always sung, and people are always like, well, that's not an instrument, but it actually is. Um, so that's the first instrument I learned. But, you know, I just I just opened my mouth and stuff came out, you know. Um, piano, yeah, five, five, six. Okay. Then you just start, you know, twinkle, twinkle, little star, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and then it just went on. I am, um, and I started doing lessons for this uh, private tutor, and then I went to high school, and then I had uh, lessons in you know as a school subject. Uh, but that stopped. I, you know, just it's basically now, because I am classically trained, uh, but now it's just mainly to to you know play f- when I'm singing. Yes. Yeah.
0: What, um, so when you're writing on your own, what is your process like? What do you do?
1: I just sit down and I just feel it.
0: You fi- so you, you I might think m-
1: so many people should learn that.
0: So do you, might, do you just sit there, do nothing for a little while? Yeah, it might yeah. be,
1: might be. Okay. Just playing and don't, everyone's in just such a fucking rush. It's always <laughs> like, oh, we're gonna have to do this. We're gonna do this lyric in 30 minutes. No, you're not. And if you do, either you you have a total flow and then it can really happen very fast or it's just gonna suck anyway. So why, just take your time, think about what you actually wanna say.
0: Don't taint the art in a way maybe.
1: Exactly, and Rome wasn't built in a day. (laughs) You know, Champagne Supernova, that's a good song. They always have great lyrics and obviously they write about their life, their experiences and they didn't do that in five minutes. Just like, yeah, hey, Mr. DJ, that kind of thing. It's not, it's not about that. It's, it's about something that actually touches someone else.
0: Have you ever written a song that's just flowed all the way out? First, verse, chorus, oh yeah. first chorus, first oh chorus, bridge yeah. chorus, you know? Yeah. It does happen, doesn't it? It does happen. It's pretty special, this yeah, room, yeah. It does happen uh,
1: I do notice, though, that when, when you get around this much, and you're just in a new session every day, uh, sometimes it stops, and that's when you should really, you know, just kick back for a couple of days
0: looking forward um yeah. you, you mentioned about doing the artist thing you know for yeah. a couple of years L- y- you're still looking to do that yes in the uk yes um and also in sweden as well in a way maybe oh in the world in the, in the world of course yeah, yeah. yeah but you're pushing it in the uk
1: yeah i do because um um again about the lyrics about the the w- weirdness here, it's uh, it's just so many artists here. And it is in Sweden, but they're doing more or less the same thing. In Sweden? Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's two groups. One is very, very commercial, and one is very indie. Um, but here's just everything combined. Mm. Um, uh, and I guess English people are, are um, just more used to hearing new stuff, weird stuff, um, profanity. Uh, you know just yeah and um everyone's very have reacted very positively to to what i do in uh, as an artist uh so yeah probably britain is a better place to to you know just Hmm. shop around or or just have gigs but definitely I'll, i'll have gigs in sweden too i love sweden Mm. It's, h- it's home, I guess. Yeah, it right? is. Yeah. It is. How
0: How is writing for yourself over writing for others? Do you think about it much or do you just get on with writing?
1: Um, I used to think about it so much. And I used to think about, and that's such a mistake to do. Well, for example, Britney Spears. If you put a song, yeah, okay, so uh, what has she done? Okay, so I'm going to do something that kind of sounds like that. You know, get... That kind of lyric get that kind of melody that kind of singing in it that kind of track that's just it's just really the wrong way to go about it just write for yourself the songs I have cut except from the ones in Japan and they ain't that many but for example that dumb song I really I wrote it like I wrote it for myself I really did and I'm probably gonna do a cover of it because it's it's amazing and I, I really 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 like it i'm very proud of it and it it's a shame you know it should be out there a lot more than it than it is mm.
0: when you're in the session with i uh, maybe another songwriter can you almost you know when 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 can you tell or can you tell i don't know if a song is for you or if a song is going to this song's going to be going out to be pitched to other people can you can you tell when a song's for you or when it's for someone else? Yeah,
1: sometimes because um, if the track is a dance track, I'm not gonna do that. Uh, I've done dance tracks, I've done and we, um, some of them released, uh, but it's just not that it's not my thing. I can really appreciate it, but it's uh, no, I'm into I I want to do rock. I want to do rock music, not not like Pink, but like um, Joe and Jet goes, Amy Winehouse kind of thing. That's what I want to do. Um, and I want to stick with that because that's my roots. That's where I come from. Mm. Uh, so big voices and loud guitars.
0: So that's your kind of sound that you're going oh, through. Oh, yeah. So what about the um, the meanings behind the lyrics and songs? Can you tell um, when you're crafting your songs whether you can say, Ah, oh, this, this is the kind of thing I want to be singing about under my name as an artist or this is...
1: Right. <laughs> um, I can... I can basically tell if I feel like I'm not doing as good as I would want to. If you're in um, a bad co-write and you just want to get out and you're just writing shit because you just want to get out.
0: Does that that happen a lot?
1: (laughs) It doesn't happen a lot. It's like with uh, love affairs. Sometimes, I mean, you can like someone really, and they, they can seem so nice, but you just don't click with them. It's just, they don't get you and you don't get them. And it's, yeah. And then you know the kind of people who say, "Well, we can't do that with Disney." And then it, they, you know, fuck if they say that the first five minutes, I don't know what to do because then I know that I'm gonna sit there for like at least five hours. Uh, what do you, what do you do?
0: What do you do in that situation? Well,
1: you just you're trying to be a social butterfly and just I don't know, move along with it, have fun, and just yeah.
0: Yeah, we don't have we haven't had anybody really speak about the awkwardness of bad. It is COVID. so, which yeah, is weird I because
1: so th- basically. Um, that is sort of, well, 50% of the job when you w- go walking around in co-writes.
0: Do you think people are being lazy maybe and, and they're, d- they're just taking a quick song, oh, we'll just get some a top liner in, let's just get what we can out and then we'll start pitching pitching that out and just see what happens.
1: Yeah, but I guess a lot of people are like that. Do you like think
0: that. they care as much as maybe you do? And that's what it is that they've, no. G- they've got No, 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 no. Uh,
1: no, they don't. Track mm. guys um, can sometimes be just amazing um, and sometimes they do melodies too. But no, uh, on a lot of, yeah, occasions, it has been g- going down that way, that they're like, oh yeah, well, whatever, just put something in there, you know, you can do it in 30 minutes, right? It's just, you know, it's just fucking words. That's, that's how they feel about it, that's how they think. Um, and to me, it's totally the opposite most people you write with, you won't write again, or you might write a few more times, and then it's like, oh, no, I won't write with mm. them. Yeah.
0: Well, I can imagine probably as you grow more established, you'll be able to you'll be able to know people like Frederick. Yeah. And you'll be able to be able to pull these bunch of people to right. you. And And so as after a while you get established, you can only work with those people if you want to, and and you can you can kind of say. I want to work with these people. These people oh, yeah. And, you know, and yeah. just do the rounds one by one, you know, yeah. d- go into their sessions and stuff. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I imagine, yeah.
1: Yeah. Now with Jane, um, she knows what I want and what I like uh, and what direction I want to go in. So she's not setting, I mean, she's she's set, setting up co-writes with people she think that she thinks could really work in my benefit. Yeah. Mm. That I would like. She wouldn't set me up with someone who's totally different from me and wants different things mm-hmm.
0: Freya, thank you very much for coming thank in you. it was really great speaking to you I hope it goes for all the best in the future and things.
1: And you too, thank, thank, you. thank you so much
0: I found Freya to be very open and honest straight from the beginning there's no beating around the bush with her she wants to make great music and doesn't want to compromise for anybody we'll be back again soon with another songwriter so stay tuned, until next time